Hi team, welcome back to Becoming a Doctor. I'm Kira, a third year medical student at the University of Birmingham. And I'm Lucy, a second year medical student at the University of Cambridge. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest insights about life as a medical student, discuss current affairs and talk to guests to inform and motivate you on your journey to becoming a doctor. Welcome to our Open Pod mini-series where we interview medical students from all different medical schools. We'll pick their brains and ask all the important questions you would have asked on an open day. There's an awful lot to consider when choosing your medical school, but don't worry, we break it down with our one-to-one guests to help you make the most informed decision possible. So, don't let a global pandemic get in the way of choosing the medical school that's right for you. So, even if you're not in year 12, now is the best time to start prioritising what you want in your medical school. You'll be there for five or six years and you're definitely going to want to enjoy it, so make sure you think about location, the type of course, clinical contact and intercalation, and these are all things we're going to discuss with our guests in each of our Open Pod episodes. Before we jump into this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at how to become a doctor with Dr. Svelte DR, where we'll be posting behind the scenes, doing live Q&As and much more. So on today's episode, we're joined by Sarah from the University of Edinburgh. And let's just jump into things. Then Sarah, would you be able to introduce yourself to our listeners and just tell them a little bit about you and what year you're in? Uh, hi, my name's Sarah and I go to the University of Edinburgh and I've just passed first year, so yeah. Awesome! Oh, congratulations! I know, last Monday, I was so relieved. I was so How did you find the exams, like the first, well, I remember my first year, it was just completely like, unlike any other exams I've had, the stress was unreal. It was just such a shock to the system to not have multiple exams. It was like all this pressure in like this one two hour period. And I was like, I don't know. You had one two hour exam? It was two hours, 15 minutes and 90 MCQs. And I was just like, how am I supposed to learn all this for like this one short, I don't know. And then they, we, we just, the most recent one because of COVID was open book. And it still wasn't any easier. I did the exact same first and second semester. So Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes open book, like it, it's time pressure as it is. So if you had to like search everything yeah. up, actually, I think you'd probably do worse because you wouldn't answer everything. And yeah, they made it so that you needed to know like five, six different things for each question. So you couldn't search everything. So it was actually quite clever. Oh, stupid smart medical schools, hey? <laughs> so how, would you be able to talk a little bit about how the course is delivered in first and second year? So we have PBL once a week, which is problem-based learning, um, and that's an hour and a half twice a week. So as in um, Monday, Tuesday, you like sit down, there's a group of 10 that you get to know throughout the semester, and you will be presented with a case and you kind of discuss it, come up with like five, six questions, and then you go away, do two to three hours of like research, and then come back on Thursday, Friday, and discuss what you found. Um, we have snacks, Amazing. which is like we have like a snack rotor, and we have um, a chair who kind of is rotate. So each week, a member of the group is like a leader, mm-hmm. and then we also have a scribe who like yeah writes up like what we're discussing and the main points that we're coming up with. And then in first and second year, it's mainly lectures based, and the PBL will coincide with like the lectures that are being delivered. Yeah, we have about six lectures a week so for the first semester it's kind of everyone brushing up on their like biomedical knowledge so it can seem quite yeah just like make it through first semester and you'll get to like the rest of it and it's clinical and it's fine um and then it's systems based so 
second semester of first year and then the whole second year you just go through the system so this year I've done cardio then respiratory and then locomotor and then next semester um we'll do the, like the rest of them I'm not sure <laughs> like neuroendocrine and stuff like that yeah we have tutorials now and again and then kind of divided into mm-hmm. clinical preclinical and clinical so in fourth fifth and sixth year like you're mainly on placement yeah. just with like one or two weeks of teaching each semester I think and find it really helpful and effective so so you mentioned yeah. in the PBL there's a chair and a scribe is there anyone sitting mm-hmm. in like um oh yeah so yeah we have a facilitator um and they they're not like they don't tend to be the lecturers or anything they tend to kind of have outside jobs and like you call them by your first name it's not very it's not super formal um and yeah I found them a really good kind of middleman between not having to like feel pressure to ask a lecture or something and go up at the mm-hmm. end but you can just yeah. kind of chat to your PBL facilitator and be like I'm really like struggling with this concept could you help me out with that so yeah when you say outside jobs are they like related to what you're studying they can so they can be like PhD students or they can be mm-hmm. one mine for second semester was counsellor I think so yeah they can kind of be from all sorts of things some of them are lecturers but yeah just kind of all sorts okay you mentioned something you said you have pbl and then you said you had a tutorial so do you have tutorials only in clinical or do you have them in preclinical as well um yeah no we have tutorials in preclinical so what we do is like you would get a workbook and you would try and work through it as best you can we had like microbiology tutorials so that would be like looking at slides and looking at hospital-based infections and things like that um and yeah we usually have about one of those per week and then we also have like tutorials and then we also had tutorials where we would go through cases so like you'd be given a clinical case which would be similar to kind of exam style question and you'd be like right she's presenting with like these different symptoms why do we think this has happened yeah um and that's kind of more small group you can ask questions so yeah that's helpful Mm -hmm. as well so you'd have 10 people in PBL and then how many people would be in your tutorial? Um, all the tutorials are about 15, 10, 15, because we also have, which I found really interesting, we have ethics as well. So on top of the kind of biomedical stuff all throughout first year, we've had ethics tutorials and lectures. So we usually on a Tuesday, Tuesday is like ethics day, we have like two hours of ethics tutorials. So we did like stigma and discrimination, disability, global health. Um, and then we have like an hour tutorial discussing questions and that's, we would have to do pre-reading for that. I just had one question. You mentioned the first kind of half of first year is more like biochemistry, etc. And then you said it gets, then it's clinical. Now to me, clinical means you're on placement all the time. And just like mm-hmm. from, I know that's like third, fourth, fifth year. What do you mean by clinical? Is it just, oh. yeah, would you be able to expand on that? Oh, as in like, so you're actually, so in first year, you'd be like, oh, so what's like a pathway? And you'd be talking about just more the biochemical kind of molecular level of it. Whereas in yeah the rest, when you're studying systems, you'd be like, mm-hmm. what is the presentation of lung cancer? And so it's more like pathology yeah, rather yeah, than like yeah, physiology. Pathology and physiology and yeah, symptoms, signs. Mm. Um, 
development treatments yeah a lot of pharmacology as well but no we're still lectures based yeah we don't really yeah you don't really get into the hospitals which i thought i would mind like i was between edinburgh and glasgow because i was like no i don't well and like dundee as well because i was like no i want to be in the hospitals and i want mm -hmm. to have access but actually <laughs> i'm like i'm so glad i get a chance to like muck up on my knowledge before i'm like put in these situations yeah um, i think yeah, there's a difference between going to hospital and not knowing anything and just being like okay what is this actually going to benefit yeah. me whereas i think it's it might almost it's almost not a bad thing to learn the stuff so when you go there you have a bit more of a clue as to what's going on and then you can learn yeah. more from it because yeah. yeah i'm hoping that's the case but i also feel as if <laughs> no matter how much i learn before i'll still yeah. feel clueless <laughs> when i first enter a hospital so definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah i think some doctors still feel like that to be honest so what about anatomy how is that taught at edinburgh so we have anatomy practicals so you get an anatomy pre-practical for about an hour and they're not recorded for yeah um i think law like lawful reasons so you just kind of have to write down and it's really helpful if you like print out the notes before and like write down as much as you can and bring those along with you and then you get an anatomy workbook and we have a practical for about in first semester they were three hours but it would only take about two hours and you would go round with stations and my friend told me that it was pro-section because yeah the models are already like presented for us we don't like dissect and like things are pinned and yeah you have to like label them yeah and yeah so that's three hours each friday in first semester roughly and then um and it's an hour and a half in second semester and it coincides with the systems you're learning about so we had three anatomy practicals for each system so like cardio and then respiratory mm -hmm. you would do like all the lung systems and things like that um and you would have a workbook to work alongside so you would fill that in whilst you were going around the stations and there would be anatomy professors on hand to ask any questions explain things anatomy textbooks stuff like that um mm -hmm. so yeah that was really helpful do you feel like it's well taught because i think some some anatomy for a lot of people is quite challenging and i know some people find the way their unis teach it not best yeah i found the lectures really clear mm -hmm. um and i would say that i mean in general like anatomy just is so overwhelming like i don't understand how there are so many different like names <laughs> thing and like yeah i think uh, it helps that they're quite systematic with it and mm. they kind of in first semester you do it quite generally and then it's connected to let into the different systems in second semester so i quite like that mm. um but i'm so glad the anatomy spot test was cancelled i don't think i could have done it like i don't know i'm trying to do anatomy this summer that's my task yeah. i want to like so i can enjoy myself more next semester because i know that the spot test will just be awful yeah i remember i it, i just found it hard to keep up i ended up doing my anatomy like in advance because otherwise i'd just be spoiled yeah. up by it all yeah before my spot yeah. test it, it went a bit pear-shaped and they were running behind and you know like with exams you go into the holding area and then you you drop off your backs and you can't leave so mm -hmm. i was already like really really nervous my first spotter exam and they're like oh yeah so there's a bit of an issue you, you have to stay in here so we were in a room a really hot stuffy room with no water no drinks for an hour and like 
I think it was actually an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes. And they wouldn't let us get, we had an exam the next day as well. Again, they wouldn't let us get any notes or anything. We were just sat there freaking out and not the best. And everyone, like lots of people left it oh, crying. Oh, that's and so stuff. Yeah, not that's nice horrible. at all. No, anatomy is hard enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. So let's go to one of my more favourite things. So when do you first see a patient? So in a hospital setting, it's mm-hmm. um, second year. And you have this thing called ICP. Um, which is, I think, which is like into, it's like clinical skills and you like to learn to take blood and things. Um, but I think you'd practice first on each other and then kind of, yeah, you have clinical skills, but you might see patients. Um, but I think really they do save it for fourth year. However, in first year, we have to do, um, an essay each semester, which is like an ethics essay. So you in, and first semester you interview a patient with a chronic illness. So it's not in a hospital setting, but you do still get like to speak and interview a patient about their experience of having a chronic illness and how it's affected them. Mm -hmm. And you talk in your essay, you like discuss the different factors which affect their treatment and care in terms of like their socioeconomic background and stuff like that. So that's still really interesting. In second semester, it's not a patient, but you do um, family and health. Yeah, I hope that can still go ahead because that was really interesting. Um, and yeah, you interview the patient and it, it makes you feel like you're an actually kind of like a doctor or a GP, like interviewing this person being like, oh, yeah, so like medication to take and things. Um, but it is just quite nice because you feel as if you're like developing a doctor patient relationship, even though you're not actually like helping them at all. <laughs> um, you, yeah, you kind it's of. It's about that. building confidence. Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> and and they say like everyone has their own style, and even oh, even though maybe we don't have that style now, it's it's nice that they're allowing you to kind of work on your style and get what works for you right from year first year. Mm-hmm. And I think it definitely teaches you to like listen really well because mm-hmm. one of the main things I wrote about in my essay was just like if you leave a pause, they'll fill it and tell you things and maybe open up more. And I feel like yeah. You kind of learn little things that I think would be helpful later on. So yeah, and it's it's things that if you heard it in a lecture, you'd completely forget. Yeah, but it's because you you see it happening and you yeah you learn yourself mm-hmm. you remember. It. I agree. So once you've done that placement, or not placement, that uh, patient interaction for the chronic illness in first year, you then have your clinical skill teaching in second year, and then is it proper placement begins then in third year or? So we have compulsory intercalation for third year. Okay. Um, so it might be confusing when you guys, yeah, when I talk about third year, that's just intercalation year. So fourth, fifth and sixth year is where you, yeah, go do placement. And I think you start in August. So you don't go back in September with like the freshers. Yeah. You start yeah. in August. How do you feel about having intercalation being compulsory? Was that something that didn't bother you when you were applying or initially it actually put me off mm-hmm. I was like I like, like medicine is what I want to do like I don't want to be put in a class with a bunch of people that hate me because I get a degree in a year and they have to work for four you know <laughs> and um I was like I'm just gonna forget everything like it was especially after having worked so hard for school I was like I don't want to go back to doing essays yeah. and things but actually now I'm quite glad because it does mean that every you progress as a whole year and like everyone's in the same boat and especially getting involved in societies it gives you a chance to kind of 
everyone says this but like take a break get away like focus on things that you really mm -hmm. find interesting and like especially Edinburgh had this like bioethics one that was coming up that, that was like brand new and I just really like the sound of it. Do you have to stay in Edinburgh? So they do offer quite a wide range but my initial plan because I love French and like did advanced French was to find a really niche intercalation degree that I could only do at a French university which now I'm reconsidering um, but yeah if you find I know some people like one friend of a friend I know is like doing it at UCL. Um, so basically you can do it elsewhere if you find a degree mm -hmm. they don't offer. Um, so yeah, you just have to ask, I think. Yeah, you could always do global health and go to yeah. France for the for the year or something like international that is, health. Yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> and also just when you mentioned there about like the thought of doing another year of um, studying like essays, I think I, I, I completely agree with you agree with you which is why I didn't go for a compulsory intercalation mm -hmm. um, course but now actually the style of learning at uni like, is completely different to anything at school isn't it because I, yeah. um, I don't think I fully appreciated that actually even though I don't feel like an adult all of the time we are adult learners yeah. and, and at a degree you kind of take what you want from it and you put in what you want and you get out what you put in and I think a lot of people that have done intercalations that I know have really enjoyed it and I'm actually now really trying to look at all the ways I can squeeze one in when I yeah. do one in the first place so yeah I wouldn't stress too much about it and initially I was like oh, I like I want to be a doctor and have life happen as soon as possible yeah. you know I was really impatient with it and actually having left school and realizing that I spent 13 years in like one place mm -hmm. and getting to Edinburgh I'm like I kind of like that I don't have to upheaval after yeah. five years, but I can kind mm. of get comfortable, you know, get to know the place, stay in one place for like six years. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I kind of changed my mind once I got to uni. You'll, you'll get to know like two whole sets of, I say other students, like if someone does a normal degree, they'll 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 do their degree, graduate, and you'll meet the next bunch as well. So I mean, yeah. you, I think I will feel a bit of a granny in the union by the end, but yeah, it'll be fine. You'll be yeah. fine. I completely love that fact that I think the six year course is, I actually love it because we're there for so long. I don't want to say yeah. goodbye to anyone. I don't want to like, not be an actual adult. I'm like scared of change slightly. So I'm perfectly yeah. happy with just, you know, chilling, having a fun time. Yeah. I think like time is going so quickly and before I knew it, I'm, I can't believe I'm starting fourth year in literally the end of the month. You're and so I'm, like oh no, no 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 I can't just have one the end of this yeah month. because so like like you mentioned shut up Lucy <laughs> like you mentioned the clinical years start back in August whereas at Birmingham we start back for early July oh my goodness but actually but luckily we're not going on I say luckily I mean I kind of missed it I do miss placement but we're going back in September because of Covid but we're having some online stuff okay so we've talked a lot about being a medical student at Edinburgh perhaps can we go on to being like talk about being a student in general in Edinburgh and what's that's like mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it like it's definitely just university life in general is a lot to adjust to um but the thing I really like is like it feels a bit like a campus uni just because everyone's so concentrated in Newtown and yeah around like Newtown Marchmont Bristow Square like I can't walk down the street without bumping into someone I know like it doesn't feel like a massive city and it's so green as well like you everyone says it but like you have Arthur's seat just there 
and they have like really good facilities and like the number of societies is just like endless really nice christmas markets oh the christmas markets are so nice it's so expensive they're really nice i mean i don't know if they're anything to like write home about compared to other christmas markets but they are really nice i've not been everyone tells me i need to go especially because we are there for so long i think it's definitely a place that you can't get bored of because (laughs) there is still a lot going on like throughout the year like you have the fringe yeah there's just always a lot going on loads of things to see and yeah amazing one thing i think i forgot to ask you was about the clinical placements so do you know which hospitals you'll get placed to and how many you might be going to i think you can get placed like in terms of there's a lot of hospitals in Edinburgh like you have the Western General, the Royal and Livingston um but I think you can get placements like across Scotland like some people get sent down to the borders and stuff and like they give you accommodation there so no idea I think very vast Mm -hmm. that's all right that's definitely something you guys listening need to look into it's quick fire time quick fire time number one what's the best thing about your medical school oh uh, probably the people I've met, just everyone being really like supportive and yeah, the lecturers genuinely have, like some of the lecturers have been really interesting and entertaining and just the fact that there's loads of different aspects to the learning, like they cover ethics, they cover like the biomedical side, but they also have, I don't know, just they keep you on your toes with loads of different things, so yeah. Wow. Number two, what have you found to be the hardest thing about studying medicine so far? just the vast content of it that sounds so like cliche um but just trying to keep up with every aspect of it so like they give you so many different things like you're completely I find myself sitting at my desk being like oh anatomy exists oh I need to revise that and like oh my god I completely forgot about that topic like it's not so much you have to wrap your head around things but yeah there's just a lot Mm -hmm. number three why did you choose Edinburgh in particular um not really because of the med course so much just because I really like the city and I think I'm so sad that people won't get to go to open days because it's such a thing that like once you get there you'll be like I get a feel for it and yeah um they don't have too much of one thing like Glasgow has like two PBL sessions a week there's just loads going on loads of societies they have good sports facilities like they have Peppermill which are really nice astroturf and a lot of my friends enjoyed it. I think, yeah, definitely speak to people who know you. If you if you have people who know you and go to that uni, that's a really good way. Because I had like two older girls from my school who went to mm-hmm. Edinburgh to do medicine. And it was really good speaking to them and like hearing their experience. Yeah. And if they know you, then they can be like, I think you, it would really suit you. So, yeah. Bam. And finally, what tips would you give to any of our listeners who are thinking they'd really like the sound of what you've been talking about and they'd like to apply to Edinburgh? Is there anything in particular they should be looking out for or making sure they do? Um, Edinburgh, definitely like an all-rounder. Um, if you have sports, play up to it, mm-hmm. definitely, um, for Edinburgh. Um, but I would say kind of be protective over your personal statement um, because just for applying to med school in general I know that's annoying because it's not Edinburgh specific but it's in like you don't need tons of work experience you don't need tons of like I don't know any one thing but if you talk about what you've learned from everything Mm -hmm. that's really what they're looking for like just reflection and like I only did five days work experience in total but I just 
like I went into my local pharmacy and was like can I do like an afternoon here and they just like to hear what you've taken from things and they like to hear that you enjoy learning and different experiences and things um and it's the stuff that no one else has that will make you stand out I walked the West Highland Way and I was like oh how will that come up but my teacher was like other people won't have done that like you should really mention it even though it's not like specific Mm -hmm. I think that's such a good point because work experience doesn't say that much about you because you don't have like complete control over it it's not it doesn't attest to your personality or your hobbies or like you outside of medicine and that's a really good point and I think people want to drop the fact they've done it for like three months and I'm like you don't get credit just because it was a long time (laughs) obviously that does speak to your Mm -hmm. commitment but if you say oh I did eight weeks in a hospital and then move on it no you need to say wow I saw this doctor patient relationship being formed over the course of that three months which really made me engage I don't know like word it Mm -hmm. yeah just be a bit of a wordsmith with it try and get it yeah it's not about what you've done it's about what you've learned from it absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah one question I had is that were you the first year that Edinburgh started interviewing for or did you get away I was saved by the bell I yeah and this was the thing because initially when you I prepped for this question I was like oh if you have a band one SJT, then Edinburgh don't interview. So they like wrote that really heavily. So that's, it would give you an advantage if you have one for applying. But yeah, they've started interviewing. I spoke to one of my friend's friends who got interviewed this year. And I think they did it kind of weirdly. They didn't, they did like two 30 minute interviews, but one of them was a group where you, project where you had to come up with a poster or something. I think it was a bit weird, but. That sounds funky. Yeah. I don't know. For interviews, oh, I had a tip which was given to me. Um, Basically, try and make your interviewer smile at least once, especially if you're doing like rounds. Just, Mm -hmm. yeah, just keep smiling and try and make them laugh or smile at least once within each interview. And yeah. That's such a good tip. Yeah. If you go in smiling and you're enthusiastic and you just show that you're passionate about what you're talking about, obviously, feel the scenario if you're talking about (laughs) death maybe it's not the time to crack a joke but if you're just talking about your experiences or talking about work experience just show that you absolutely loved what you were doing and that this course is perfect for you because that at the end of the day that's all they're looking for someone that loves the course and someone that's going to continue and stay on the course yeah that comes hand in hand with being relaxed doesn't it because if you're completely stressed you'll be like if you relax and enjoy it a little bit then I actually quite enjoyed my interviews which is weird saying that but especially the first few I I didn't mind mine I found them like yeah quite interesting everyone's gonna hate us for saying that they're literally gonna be like it was the worst experience of my life I hate these girls (laughs) honestly I was quaking before I went into my interviews and then maybe like after 15 seconds of sitting down and then realizing the person in front of me was literally just having a chat with me about what I'd learned and they were honestly in it for me they wanted me to do well I kind of just started enjoying it I just yeah I had the biggest adrenaline rush after my interviews I was like literally buzzing (laughs) same oh it's because you're like you've prepped so much for it even if you've not you've thought about it so much so nervous for it yeah oh I forgot to say but basically they do your you do your finals for sixth year in February of your final year so that you can do your elective stress-free um after that so yeah that's a good thing yeah amazing well let's we're gonna have to wrap up there I think we could talk the whole evening I'm not gonna lie but I know thank you literally so. so many different aspects to uni and stuff but 
honestly. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did find it helpful, please do share this podcast with others who may also benefit. Make sure you hit subscribe to be notified when our next episode is released and leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at how to become a doctor with Dr. Spell DR for exclusive quizzes, behind the scenes content and to stay up to date with all things how to become a doctor. Don't forget to follow at MedicMentor2 to learn more about other opportunities to enhance your application. Please do comment under the Instagram posts for each episode if you've got any thoughts, questions, things you like, things we could do differently and what you'd like us to talk about next because we obviously want to do everything we can to support you and let us know and we are very receptive. That's all so take care guys. Have a good one. Bye! Bye.